Horns, horns, and horns. Only posers don't listen. Woo! I'm going to stop it before that screen part happens. Okay, hey guys. Uh, it's me, Matthew, uh, the host of Only Posers Don't Listen to Podcasts. And we're pluralizing it. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, I'm here with my co-host, as always, Sarah. Yes, it should be podcasts. Yeah, it should be podcasts, right? <laughs> yeah. People gave me a hard time because they were like, it's your podcast. You can't pluralize it. And I'm like, I'm not. I'm just, that's the name of it. It's just yeah. the name. You know, like, I don't know. I don't have this argument anymore. <laughs> uh, because it, it was a long argument. But uh, We're agreeing, though. We're not arguing. No, I'm arguing <laughs> with myself. I'm arguing with the fictional person in my mind that disagrees with me. Uh, <laughs> uh, what do you call it? We're going to go over uh, today. Uh, we were planning on recording this last week, but we recorded it this week. Last week, I asked you guys a bunch of questions on our Instagram story. And just to answer, we got 20 questions so far. I will agree that most of the questions are pretty good questions. I'm really actually happy with you guys. Thank you so much for participating. That was probably the most, uh, uh, what do you call it, like audience participation kind of thing we've ever had, you know? Uh, Sarah's distracted. She's playing with my cat. Um, What do you call it? And yeah, Piccolo is always part of the podcast. We are a a podcast with cats. I don't, it's not about cats. But there are cats always during yes, around. I'm very distracted by cats. Yeah, and there are always <laughs> cats around during the recordings. So yeah, we do, we did get some dumb questions that were just like uh, fake accounts telling us like hi or or uh, telling us that they dropped a new album. That I don't understand why anybody does that. But we're gonna go through this. Um, the questions here. I thank you guys again for uh, doing this with us. This is this should be a lot of fun. So, okay, so our very first question on the list, uh, I didn't write these in any particular order. I just kind of wrote them as I, I had them and then rewrote them in my phone. So the first question we're going to do is best indie labels in New Jersey. Uh, now, I had to actually look this up, and Sarah had to look this up. I didn't uh, look it up. Uh, well, <laughs> the concept, we had to look into it, I yeah. guess. Uh, you had to ask your father about it. Now, your yeah. father and you are big music nerds, and especially local music nerds. Yes. And neither one of you had an answer for this. No. You know why? Because nobody gives a shit about your <laughs> shitty label. No one ever, ever, ever has ever thought to myself, like, oh, this label is really dishing out some great music. Nobody ever thinks that, okay? Because you're just one pariah in the long line of pariahs that steal money from actual musicians. But I agree that we need you because musicians are dumb and have no scope of their art like all artists. Where's My Spaceship does produce music, but I think he does it like mostly for free. There are a lot of people that I'm about to mention that Mm -hmm. do record people and have like a somewhat record label. And I would say that all of these people do it pretty cool and pretty collective. Most of them are what I'm going to say. And I do feel like some independent labels are just a, a, a label for the band to release their music. Sometimes it takes off as a bigger thing because they're good at recording. and some. But it really comes down to the individuals. It really doesn't matter what your label... In my opinion, it's really not about the label. It's about the individual. You know, uh, Sean from Prospect 
records. I think he does that for a living. He also does like MMA and like mm-hmm. training and stuff. Like he does a bunch of things because he's like talented. Uh, but but you know, uh, but he uh, he records bands and recorded a bunch of the Axe of Grind episodes, uh, a lot of their live sessions. Uh, and if, from from my knowledge, all of them, uh, and. And there are a lot of other little things like that that he does and does recording. So I would say, like, if you told me he recorded your stuff, that's impressive. The idea that you're under a certain label or a label was releasing you, I don't really think about that too much mm-hmm. other than knowing bigger labels. Like, I thought it was a big deal that School Drugs was on Epitaph. Mm-hmm. Or, they're not Epitaph. They're not on Epitaph. What am no. I talking They're on Indecision. Yeah. They're on the same label as Death by Stereo. And Death by Sarah was a band I loved growing up. So to hear that they were on that same label, I was like, whoa, that's fucking crazy, you know? Like, that, that's kind of cool. But besides that, that's, that's the, it's more of an association with the band that I like than the label itself. Yeah. Um, but I did write down some New Jersey labels to, to look up. Um, what is it? The very first one I'm going to mention is, I think the best way to pronounce this is Chubzar or Chubzar. It's the Bouncing Souls record label. Uh, they are, I think they're based in Asbury Park. Uh, the last, like, I'm talking about from when I'm a kid, I'm basing this mm-hmm. knowledge. I'm, I didn't look this up. A- anytime when I was a kid, I remember somebody telling me who was, like, friendly with them that uh, Kate is great, the, who the song is written about. Mm-hmm. She runs their record label and, like, is involved in that. And she has a, a house in Asbury where it's, like, she bases the label out of and that's where their, like, P.O. boxes or whatever and shit like that. Uh, now, the next one I'm going to mention... Uh, this guy is successful and had some very big bands on his label. He had Senses Fails first uh, album uh, on on his label, No Milk Records. They were a big record label, I think, based out of Howell when I was a kid. Now they had a street crew when I was growing up that used to be a bunch of dickheads. That I'm actually friends with some of them now. But we would they would we would they would get in arguments with people all the time. Now I'm gonna be honest with you, we started it. All right, we totally started it, but a bunch of kids in Shore Style and Brick just basically started an argument with these no milk kids and used to start fist fights with them all the time. They they were famous for no having uh, no uh, bank robbers on their band on their bill. That was bank robbers were a huge band locally that changed their style of music like a few times. They went from like a harder punk sound to like a ska to like an emo sound and then they kind of stuck with that pop punky emo sound for most of it mm. the drummer of that band i'm still friends with uh he lives in asbury he's a really nice guy i'm still friends with rob the uh, singer too uh i just don't see him that much i think he lives in uh like howell or wall area because he's from that area but I, I i'm not sure now uh but they're nice kids the guy that ran it i think his name was chris he does, like, jingles for commercials now and stuff like that. I, I think his name was Chris. I have a few, like, associates of him. I don't really know him that well. I don't... I, I'm not gonna... I don't know him that well, so I can't say that any of this is true, but I, I had a lot of people say not so nice things about him. And then I have people that are still friendly with him that I know. Uh, and those people told me that he's uh, he's in California doing, like, jingles for commercials and stuff like that. So he seemed to be successful after that. Um... The other record label I wrote down is Little Dick Man Records. They're a local record label in, in Asbury. They've been around for a little while. Um, I think they have something to do with um, Cool Dad Records. Or, no uh, they're another guy. He does a lot of local stuff uh, that they're pretty cool. 
Yeah. He just does it, I think, on the fu- for fun. Like, he likes bands and takes photos and mm-hmm. just, like, he'll put you on a record label that he made, you know, and record you and stuff. Um, the one that I want to mention, uh, before I mention the one I want to mention most, there's Hell Mi- uh, Minded Records that School Drugs first LP was released on. Um, I think the first, I, at least their EP. No, I think the LP was released under under them. I don't know. I I think it was. Uh, the yeah, the big release was under them. So, uh, they're based out of Trenton. I think that's the same dude that runs Punk Rock Flea Market. So that dude is hugely influential. Um, super great guy. I want to interview him still. Uh, I know he said he was open to it, but he's obviously super busy and with COVID. I don't know how he would feel. We'd probably have to do it over the phone. Um, now, the last one, Choke Artist. Joe, probably the most legit. Mm-hmm. He did a six shit uh, record. He's in uh, Best of the Worst, so he does their stuff. He's in Thirsty Guys. He's the singer and keyboardist. Um, he's in a few other bands. I think he's in a band called Angles or something. It's like a math rock band. Yeah, it's it's not your style, no. but uh, but he does, but he did the six, he did one of my favorite six shirt records, I think. I think he did my favorite thing by them or recording by them. Um, the, the next question is from the same person, and it was part of the same question. I just kind of split it apart. They said, What was the best NJ label? In my opinion, right, just saying it, I will probably say the, the most successful is Chubsar with Bouncing Souls. But and I think Pete does that recording stuff, or if he has a separate thing, I'm not sure about it because I do do know he records bands in like Bradley Beach area. Um, that would probably be the most successful or biggest that I know of. That's good. Uh, I I have a list of some other ones I'm going to mention in a minute. Um, but Choke Artist is by far my favorite. Uh, let me pull up that list of I looked this up a little bit online today. So I wanted to see what uh, record labels uh, there were in New Jersey. Uh, Aqua Age Records. Uh, they're out of Fort Lee, New Jersey. I don't know what style of music. They didn't say any other information about them. Uh, Banner Records. Uh, Hamilton Square, New Jersey. Uh, they uh, Bar None Records. Uh, Hoboken, New Jersey. Uh, they seem to have shut down though they were in they stopped in 2011 they did 25 years of independent music wow it's a lot of years mm. yeah from 1868 uh to that there's one in nutley where uh, ed jake lives now um big sleep records uh then there's bongo boy records <laughs> i love that name uh bongo boy they're a south plainsville uh new jersey they're an indie uh label uh, then they have, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, if it's Bongo or Boombo, Boombo uh, Basement Records. Uh, that's Bloomingfield. Bullet Tooth out of Titten Falls. That's not far from here. That's really close to where we are. Titten Falls. I'm going to look them up. See what see what that's all about. Uh, Buck Entertainment uh, out of East Armange. Uh, then there's Buster Man Productions. Uh, I at Madison, New Jersey. I've never even heard of that place. Uh, cutting, cutting Records. That's what it's literally called, Cutting Records. Uh, out of Hackensack, New Jersey. Division Mill, out of Bloomfield. Um, I think I had another picture. 
Hold on. Eyeball. Uh, they, it's, it's just called Eyeball. Yeah, just Eyeball. That was another record label. Uh, they formed in 1995. Uh, with, uh... Wait. They released uh, albums by artists by Thursday, My Chemical Romance, and Murder by Death. Wow. Yeah, they're Northern Jersey. Eyeball Records, independent record label. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. Um, I didn't know about them. I didn't either. Yeah, so that was cool that... Um, they must have released those bands. I didn't know that... Is Murder by Death local? I don't know. I, I know that they have a cello. And I uh, I saw them... What is it? I went and saw Death by Stereo in Pittsburgh once. And these... And it was a crazy show. And at the end of the show, seven kids fell out a window. And the kid on the bottom died. They fell through a window that had a mattress against it. And they fell out the window. The mattress fell out the window with all seven kids. And the kid on the bottom broke his neck and died. So they, so Death by Stereo canceled the rest of their shows out of solidarity for the child. Mm-hmm. And so to fill in for them the next show, it was Thursday. They had Murder by Death play with them and I remember being there and I was like De- Death by Stereo's not playing I'm like oh that sucks I'm like who's Murder by Death and some girl goes you're gonna love them they got a cello and I'm like that is not appealing like you did not sell me on that at all you know um alright so we're gonna go down to the next question uh this one will be fun uh for the two of us I have some answers already but I wanna hear yours Sarah uh, if uh, if you found a warehouse to host a big show, uh, what would be the lineup? What would the lineup look like? Now I'm assuming this person is saying this during normal circumstances when there isn't COVID and we don't have to worry about restrictions. And I'm assuming they're saying that we have a venue that's free and we can put anybody we want in this venue. So it would be like a dream situation, like anybody we want. So what would you say? As your dream. I'm going with... I have three bands written down, but I'm assuming I'd have an opener local band. Mine's... Um, it, my list, I've had this list for a while, but it was when these bands were good and some of them were not good anymore. Uh, <laughs> you can get them to play their favorite, your favorite albums. That is true. Because it's your favorite show. So you'd be... I would specifically... Now I'm thinking about it, I'd add a band to this and I would make them play one of my favorite albums. So yeah, I'm doing that. Okay, it would be Pish Jeans. That's a great answer. I've seen Piss Jeans at Asbury Lanes. They're amazing. They're like one of my favorite bands. Dude, they're so good. Chemical Fix. That's a good band. Gel. Fun. Bandit. Good answer. (laughs) I forgot about Bandit. It's been a while because we haven't been to shows in so long. I forgot that band existed. Like, they're so crazy. Uh, Shackles. They're fun. And Player Hater. I I want that band to be together. (laughs) Yeah. That was my list. See, you you're working for perfect. I want them to be weird. I want them to not belong together. <laughs> All right, so that's your list. Yep. All right, so opener bands. I actually picked Player Hater as one of my opening bands. I I said I said to myself I was like if I was gonna have an opening band, and it could be any opening band, I would want Player Hater. Mm-hmm. I love Teenage Halloween. I want Teenage Halloween at everything I've ever <laughs> done. Like, I want them to play everything that's ever had. I want, <laughs> if there's a band playing, I want Teenage Halloween to open for them. And I feel like Luke feels the same exact way. So I'm okay with that. Uh, I, I, at least I hope that uh, Luke feels that way. Um, but anyway, so they would be my opening bands. Uh, first, uh, first big band 
that that I'd want. Because uh, now I got like a six band lineup. Now I'm thinking in my head. Uh, Kill Lincoln. I've always wanted to book that band. I really like that band. It's my favorite ska band now. I think Kill Lincoln is just a really fun band, and we came very close to booking them, mm-hmm. and maybe in the future. Uh, but uh, what is it? I want. I would love to see Kill Lincoln. Uh, what is it? I'd book Kill Lincoln. Uh, Folly. Because I want to do that too. I want to book Folly and I want to see Folly play with Kill Lincoln. Like make them play a ska show instead of a hardcore show. Uh, I, I want horror to play like a more intimate show. Like I got to see them with only 80 people but a lot of people in the room in an intimate show. Um, and then now that you said that like perfect you picking, I'd make AFI play like uh, I'd make <laughs> AFI play Shut Your Mouth and Open Your Eyes. I'd be like, just shut your mouth and open your eyes. You can play maybe the album before that. Uh, but, like, maybe the answer is yes and stay fashionable. You can play, but I, you can't. Like, maybe, like, I can think of songs off of Art of Drowning I want you to play, but I don't even want you to play Sing the Sorrow. That I like that album, but God forgive, like, I don't want you to remind them. Yeah. You know? Well, also, Player Hater, I want Chris to be back in Player Hater. Okay. Yeah, I, I, ref- I miss him. Yeah, I know. I I know because I was kind of more introduced to him towards the end of him being in the band. Mm -hmm. So I saw him maybe twice in the band, and then the last time I saw him, that I believe was, I want to say it was Jell's first show that I took all those uh, photos, and Hate Five Six was there. I remember he made like a little speech at the end of the show or something like that. And I was like, oh yeah, that's so cool, you know? And I'm like, that sucks that he's on. And he rapped at the end. Mm-hmm. I have like a weird video of him like pouring a beer in his mouth and going, woo, <laughs> during the set or something. Like I have really good videos of that show. Mm. So onward with the next question. Okay, this question, I said that all the questions would be anonymous. This one doesn't get to be anonymous because it doesn't make sense. And this person is an asshole for sending me this question. Devin from Coward sent me this question. Let's not. The singer of Coward did this. All right. This is the question. What does it if does do when really it only doesn't but does sometimes? Fuck you, Devin. That's my answer. All right. I don't know what to say. You think you're so clever. You had an opportunity where you could have, like, I would have loved to got gotten a good question from Devin. You know, like a real legitimate question. But I didn't get that. I got fucking bullshit. You know, I, the next two questions are bullshit. All right. That question was the most bullshit because it comes from Devin. This person I'm not going to call out, but I appreciate that you sent me a, a, a question. Uh, could Zoom... Could group Zoom masturbation be a real thing? I think it already is. Kyle said he was going to answer this, but he's not here. Yeah, Kyle is <laughs> not here at the moment. He is drunk on a bike with his girlfriend, who is also drunk. Very entertaining to see those two <laughs> drunk. Uh, it's their anniversary today. That's why they're drunk, because they're celebrating it together. They're both very sweet. Yes, they're very sweet. They weren't, like, mad drunks. They were, like, falling down silly drunk. <laughs> yes. Then got on bikes. Um, so yeah, I guess that's already a thing. I think it's called, uh, roulette, like video roulette or whatever that fucking website is. So yeah, that, that's a dumb question. All right. So next question, we're on to question six. Former Asbury venues that have closed. Okay. I didn't look this up. I just went on memory. All right. Because I know a bunch of movie theaters in town closed that, 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 also kind of were venues and you have to understand almost every bar in this town is a venue you know because people use them as both things 
legitimate venues that I know that closed. Fast Lanes, that was right next to Asbury Lanes, that I saw uh, Circle Jerks there, and I saw uh, uh, Kill Your Idols, and they uh, got in a fight with the bouncers. It was really cool. Uh, they uh, they got in an argument with the bouncers for kids dancing, and they go, "Hey guys, what do you what song do you guys want to hear next?" And before anyone can answer, he goes, "Kill the bouncers, okay, <laughs> kill the bouncers, guys. That's the song we're playing." And they cut their music so it was just drums, and then we all started yelling Simpsons quotes, <laughs> and they and they kicked us out. <laughs> but it was great; it was a lot of fun. Um, but they closed that venue. Yeah, it was right next to Asbury Lanes. The last time I actually was in the building, I heard plans that they were, before they knocked it down, because it, it's the parking lot that is the side of Asbury Lanes now. Um, what is it? Before they knocked it down, there was also a theater there. Uh, I forget what it was called, though. But there was a little theater there that was closed down. Um, they were talking about opening that as part of Asbury Lanes and using that as like another room and stuff and using the stage in there. I saw I saw Leftover Crack play for mm-hmm. Leftover Crack played a sold out show in Asbury Lanes, the original lanes. And um, what do you call it? After the show, all the kids that couldn't get into the show, they went over to Fast Lanes, opened the doors and opened on the side and the opened the doors and just let everybody in for free. And whoever got in got in for free and they played a whole other set. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> Uh, that was the last time I was in that room. Um, what do you call it? The Now, the, the next one I'm going to say is the original Asbury Lanes that I was just bringing up. That place closed. What it is now is not Asbury Lanes. It's owned by the corporation that owns half of our souls. In this, the, There literally is, if you look like Asbury, I, we're going to go over the history and different stuff in other episodes. Asbury is a place that has been bought by rich people to make it for rich people and us drug addict fucking punk rock weird hippie beatnik like musician people have just been laying around town being like it's about the art and the music and they're like no literally it was built to be an amusement park for rich people like get out of the way beatnik (laughs) and we just somehow always win. I don't know how, but we've been fucking their shit up for fucking, like, a decade. No, like, a century now. Seriously. Um, uh, what is it? But to get into... Um, I lost my train of thought. I just remembered one. The uh, casino. The casino was... Yeah, the casino skate park was 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 a venue that we covered. I don't know why I didn't write that down. Uh, yeah, the casino skate park was a great venue. It only existed for, like, three years, though. It was, like, 98 or 99 to, like, 2001. Um, Damn my dad for not taking me when I was just born. Yeah, I know. I was, uh, that was some of my first shows, you know. Uh, but, um, what do you call it? I saw fucking AFI there for the first time. They played fucking Art of Drowning. It was before Art of Drowning, I think. Uh, what do you call it? Or it was just when Art of Drowning came out. I think that's when I was introduced to them, uh, because I was that young. Um, was it the original lanes now is owned by Ma- uh, Mazda Marquette or iStar or whatever they want to call themselves. And, um, they're basically the new face of the rich elite in, in Asbury. And they own a bunch of, they own the boardwalk, they own conventional, they own the casino, they own a stone pony, they own a wonder bar, uh, I'm trying to think what else they own. They own a lot of things, and everything they don't own, they're in partnership with the other big families that own things. The only thing they basically don't own is the brewery, Asbury Park Brewery, the Dark City Brewery, mm-hmm. um, Johnny Max, and the Bond Street Complex. 
And then, and like, there are small businesses that people are privately owned, but they own the buildings. You know, they own the the real estate and everything like that. So, yeah, that that's the issue with those bands, that those places, and why that's not the same. There was a venue that used to be diagonal on the boardwalk across from uh, Stone Pony. It's basically where Lagoza Lounge or those restaurants are. It was called Club Deep. Uh, it got closed after a really bad fight. Uh, there was a, you know, we're all familiar with FSU. I was actually there across the street. I wasn't at the club that night. I was across the street. And I was at, I don't remember what was playing at Stone Pony that I was there. But I remember I was there with a few friends. Maybe a friend's band was playing or something. Uh, I walked outside. This guy, these two guys were being kicked out of the bar. Uh, it's actually by somebody who's a store owner. Uh, I won't call him out. But uh, at the time, he wasn't. He was like a bouncer at, at, at the place. But uh, he, he was removing these people that got in an argument at the bar. And he was like, you know, you guys got to go home. Get out of here. So they're leaving. And the one dude is just leaving. He's like walking out. The other guy walked back in. Now, I just assume he went in to pay his bill or, you know, mm -hmm. grab his jacket or something. I don't even remember at the time. I just assumed he was getting his credit card or paying his bill or something. The dude comes right back out the door with a with a, a bar stool. Alright? Like one of the little bar stools you sit on. And he runs up to the dude and he hits him in the back of the head. The minute he hit this dude, I knew he was dead. Yeah. Like, you know, it was one of those moments where you're like, he just killed that guy. I don't think he meant to kill him. I think he meant to hit him mm -hmm. and hurt him. But he yeah. killed him. And uh, I think the dude spent some time in jail for it. And I know he was an FSU member. And a lot of people tried to contribute that to... Because FSU was getting a lot of trouble at the time in Philly and in other parts of New Jersey. So I think they tried to bring him up on like gang charges and really, really harsh the guy. Uh, you know, I know, I know that... You know, I know some people that actually know him and they're good friends. You know, we're friends with him and stuff. You know, people do make mistakes. You know, like I'm not saying... I'm not going to condone what he was trying to do. But people get in fights mm -hmm. at bars and sometimes... You can hit somebody, you know, I mean, it could happen to anybody, really could, you know. And I know that the, him being an FSU member had some something to do with the charges being heavier. Um, but, uh, the, yeah, they used to do shows over there, like hardcore shows and stuff like that. I remember that. But that's the most I remember about the venue. And it kind of closed. After, I don't know if that was had anything to do with it because it happened in the street. You know, like he hit him in the street. So, uh, I mean... I, I'm sure they, they tried to blame the club in some way or the, the security in some way that, you know, how could anybody know that somebody was going to do that? Or, you know, or I'm sure that guy didn't even realize what he was doing, you know? So it is what it is. There was a place called The Circuit when my father was young. Uh, they were like right where Porta was. Uh, I think that's what it was called. And they were uh, a big like club. They had dance room, stuff like that. Uh, they used to have bands to play there and stuff. My dad played there a bunch of times. Um, they called it the circuit because the little drive area that you go around in Asbury, they called it the circuit because kids in the fifties and sixties, like always drove around it, like in, like in American graffiti, um, or according to my father and like a bunch of other old people. Uh, so yeah, that went on for a while. Uh, I didn't, I don't think I have any other venues. Um, oh yeah. What is it? Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. There was a DIY venue in Asbury. Uh, right on Main 
and like summer field, like right by the Saint. It was like across the street from the Saint. And I know Tony Bones lived there. I don't remember the name of it. I want to say it was called like the Pit or something weird like that. I don't remember the name of it. I, I just don't remember. But uh, they did shows there. I know that uh, uh, Why That K's uh, group, um, Misfit Kids, used to play there. Uh, yeah. They used to play there all the time and stuff like that. And a few other people. So that was a pretty cool place. I guess I could... It's not really in Asbury. It's really in Long Branch. But um, what do you call it? The what Creative Spaces that we were all kind of using for that one summer. I don't know if they'll ever do that again. Yeah. Uh, we might have blown that up. <laughs> um, and that's how it goes. You have one, one too many good shows there. But that was kind of close. I don't think we really have anything else I can think of uh, at the moment of closed venues. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Um, all right. We're on to number seven. Yeah. All right. Now, you said you wouldn't have much to contribute to this. Like a few of these Asbury questions, uh, but we'll see what we can do here. Uh, this first question, this se- uh, number seven, is what is one thing that you love about Asbury Park? One thing that you hate, and one thing that you think it needs. Do you have anything you can think of? Not really. I just I don't know. I just I come here. <laughs> do what's one thing you like about Asbury? You can think of that. I guess the people. I don't know. Okay. That's a good answer. Yeah. I do. I was going to kind of say the community and the, the, the sense of feeling like you all live in a theme park and that people treat it like that. And you're like an employee at the theme park. That's just going to pick up their garbage. Anything can happen here. I get that feeling a lot when I'm here that anything can happen. I, I, I really think the history is the part that I think is the best and the funnest part. There's so much history where, like, yeah, every town has a lot of, you know, there's history and stuff, but nobody gives a fuck what happened in Bricktown, New Jersey. <laughs> like, nobody gives a fuck what Point Pleasant was like 100 years ago. But, like, Asbury's fucking, dude, had a cruise line fucking crash twice. We, like, we had two different ships crash right on the beach. In we the have, same spot. Yeah, we have all these different, <laughs> we have, like, a, I think me and, uh, oh, sorry. I think that me and um, Ed counted it once. It's like 11 different legitimate venues in town, let alone all the DIY venues and stuff. Yo, Piccolo, leave Flapjack alone. Uh, Piccolo is trying to get to uh, our new cat in the house, Flapjack. That's a great cat name, my yeah. man. It's a great cat name. Great show. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would say the history and the, and the community are the two things that I really love uh, here. Now, things I hate. I think I just mentioned it. Yeah. Fucking Taurus, bro. I fucking... (laughs) Fucking hate them. It's just... You know what it is? It's the fact that everybody has an opinion about the town I live in. And they don't fucking live here. And they come here like once or twice during the summer. Uh Or they hang out here for a weekend. And they think they got a fucking grand opinion about my fucking town. Like, I don't walk around being like, you know what Tom's River needs to do? You know, like, you know, you know what they need to do in New Brunswick? He's like, you know, Trenton should clean the roads more. You know, like, I don't, nobody ever fucking says these things. But everybody's got a fucking opinion about Asbury Lanes and, and, and when it was closing or reopening. When they never fucking went there. Shut the fuck up, bro. Like, I, that's, that's the, I just hate, how, I hate how much everybody's got a fucking opinion about it when they never even fucking, it's like people talking about a sandwich they never had. 
You know, they're like, oh, I think they should make it more crispy. I'm like, maybe you should try the yeah, fucking sandwich, bro. But uh, the sandwich is closed. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, so that would be my main complaint. What What does it need? Um, It needs... I mean, everybody knows what it needs. It needs to let the community control the town and not and not people like iStar and Madison Marquette and big investors and people who think that they're not white just because they happen to be uh, of a, a different subculture or something like that. You know, like, y- you white, bro. You white just like me. We all ignorant and privileged. Like, you gotta, you gotta deal with that and understand that. And there's... You know, this is a very diverse community, and I, I, I like to say that Asbury is kind of a gay town. Like yeah, that's how yeah. I really always think of it. Is like it's a gay, it's a gay trans town. Like it's a, it's that community, and I'm just living here. Uh, but that community is predominantly can be predominantly white sometimes. Uh, when yeah. when well, the people that make the decisions can be. Let's say that, like that that better so, or the people with the loudest fucking voices. You know, and it doesn't make sense because the town is mixed in a lot of ways. You know, they're you know, and they should have more of a voice. And it does feel like sometimes I've been in a few situations where it felt like, yeah, it's all these white people saying this and not the whole community really talking. Especially some of the business owners too. They get they get strung out and don't really get represented. I really hate that about the town. Uh, I also think we need a statue of um, Abbott. Uh, Bud Abbott. Yeah, we need a statue of Bud Abbott. I'm okay with a Danny DeVito statue. I just think it's a little too ironic and funny. Like, I think that more... I think that no one will take it seriously where Bud Abbott is actually a serious thing because he's literally one of the greatest comedians to ever live and he's from Asbury Park. So there should be a Bud Abbott statue. There's a, a Costello statue where he's from in New Jersey. Just saying. So that's... Yeah, that was, that's what... Do you have anything you think it should need? No, but I think you're going to start funding the shirt money towards a statue. Funding a giant statue? Yeah. It doesn't matter if I buy it. They will have to <laughs> approve me putting it up. Then it's just vandalism if I just leave a statue. I'm like, here, move it. It's fucking 100 tons. Imagine I get all the money together to put it there in the middle of the night. And I'm like, oh, go ahead, move it. <laughs> yeah, you do it. You go right ahead and do that. I'd win by popular vote at that point. Like, I yeah. just put it in the middle of town. People would be like, yeah, I like Bud Abbott. Yeah, let's do so Don't move it. You're a dick. You know, it costs us all this money. Uh, what do you call it? That'd be a good scam. Let's do that. <laughs> um, what is it? Now the next question. We'll go on to the next one. We're doing it. Uh, name of this episode is to help me build a statue of Bud Abbott and then secretly put it in the middle of Convention Hall. <laughs> they won't be listening to this episode anyway. Yeah, nobody listens. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you call it? Um, yeah, I'm talking to myself. Uh, what is some of your favorite episodes to record? I'm going to ask you first, Sarah. What do you... Um, that's a hard one. It is a hard one because we record a lot and I, they all kind of mesh together and I know that I love all of them. I think... I guess I'm going to say that my favorite one to plan was the um, Women's History Month. You know what? That's a good way of looking at it. Because that's like, they're all, like, not that they're all, like, the same person, but... Because my favorite one to prepare for was definitely Haunted Conventional. That was my favorite. That was so much fun. I love that. Now, I would say my favorite to record, I don't know, maybe, probably the first time Swank came on with Devin, where I was like, whoa, he's in my house and we're recording, (laughs) and, like, this is happening. 
Like where I felt like where I was doing, like I kind of figured out what was going on on the podcast or what we were doing. I think that was probably my favorite. Do you have one of your favorite recordings? I'm kind of looking through it. Because I figured you'd know, and I figured it'd be one of the bands you really liked that you recommended or something, you know? I mean, I think our biggest one is still Heart Attack Man. See, like that, that's (laughs) what I mean. Like, the Heart Attack Man, that dude sounded tired as fuck, bro. And he was, like, still answering all our questions and going through the motions with us. And he is funny online. The, um... I know the one that I love that Joni hates is the worst band debate, a.k.a. Kyle is wrong. That, I hate that one? You said you hated it. I don't remember. <laughs> I just I, never say, I just, I don't, I remember, ha, like, I know it's a thing, but I don't remember it. Like, what was, he was talking about, at, like, Avenged, Avenged Sevenfold, Sevenfold, right? And yeah. how he loves Avenged Sevenfold. Yeah. And I was like, that band sucks so hard. All of us think the band sucks, except Oh my God, they're so bad, bro. They look like, they look like <laughs> everything, like, I'm telling you right now, if I have a daughter and she brought a dude home that looked like that, I'd shoot myself in the mouth. <laughs> like, I wouldn't even fucking, I would just murder myself. I'd be like, I fucked up, bro. I fucked up. There's no fixing it. The, um, I think, I think the things you can and cannot bring on a plane was really fun. That's a good season. I don't remember some of that stuff. The list episode, some of them the list really episodes. Well. See, when I think about ones, I think about people we, we actually met and recorded. Like, I really liked meeting Ugly and recording with Ugly. She was, like, the first female guest that we had that I felt like we vibed with. Like, we had female guests before that, and they were nice and everything. But she was the one that I first, like, I felt like we got along, and she was, like, a real punk and stuff like that. Where the other people were just, like, artists or did other things, you know? Uh, um, I really loved the episode I recorded with Kyle. The first time Kyle came on the podcast. And we just got super drunk together, and we're, like, laughing and falling down and shit. That's... He was, like, beat red in the face because he was so drunk. And then he threw up in my toilet because he got wasted. He drank the whole 30-pack of me. <laughs> I think the other uh, Road Sodas was really fun, too. I Ro- think that was the first one, the first band I brought on. Road Sodas. I thought you were going to say, fuck it, I quit. That was the next one. That one went really well. Yeah, that was just, that, they were really good guests. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of ones. It's hard to pick. Yeah. Um... The next question. Next question is, what are we planning for the future? Now, we kind of covered this in an episode that we'll release before this, mm-hmm. um, where we were we went over a lot of the things. So I guess the best way to say this is where we are right now from a week or so when we recorded that episode. Um, I'm working on a storyboard for one of our one of our skit ideas that I'm not going to really go into detail about because I think it'll just be funnier when you guys will see it all and I think it'll be really funny. Me and Sarah are working on trying to make a visual podcast basically where it's just going to be there's going to be an audio version and then you can have a visual version that'll be on YouTube and uh, we'll probably try to upload like um, some kind of preview to TikTok and to Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that to preview it. But yeah, we want to do like a visual version of the history or storytelling episodes. And for the history episodes to get a lot better. More more research. I mean, we're learning. I mean, it's it's you know what it is too. We're we're going to have to do one big one a, a month or something like that. Mm-hmm. Because there's no way that you and me can read four books a month. Yeah. Like with all the other shit we do. Yeah. Like there's just no way we can sit down and read like I'll sit down and literally read four books and then decipher from online and other things like it's too much it's yeah. just too much um 
So yeah, that's I think that's the biggest plans right now. There is a um, right by now it'll pass, but we're doing stuff with uh, um, Shark River Clubhouse right now. Uh, we're doing these kind of social distance, you gotta wear a mask on a lawn outside parties and events. Uh, here comes Kyle. I just cursed out some fucking bennies, dude. Sick, dude. Kyle, Kyle cursed out some bennies, and dude, we're still. She had Porsche was driving, and I was like, "What are you fucking doing? Get it moving." Yeah, say all that stuff on a recording. He's got a purse around like a backpack. Too. I got a hot backpack. It's ours. Yeah, shit. we're recording. Sorry. Yes. All right now. I'm yeah, sorry. it's all good. I'm just letting you know. Everybody. Uh, <laughs> and in TV, I was waiting for you to say TV Land. I don't know why I wanted oh to hear you. Oh my god, make myself uh, disappear. Not here. Okay, that was a great answer. I'm gonna go pee. Oh, All right. Good times, everybody. Everybody, you hear that first? Here first, Kyle's gonna go pee. Somewhere else. Um, what is it? The what is it? I guess we went over pretty much the future plans. Yeah. Um, we're gonna do stuff with those guys at Cl- uh, Shark River Clubhouse. Um. We're going to do more visual stuff. We're going to keep pumping out episodes. Advice is pumping out a lot of episodes that are starting to come through. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to have the new Ska show. Yep. And then I have a segment with uh, Brendan that I recorded one episode of. He says he wants to do more. I'm willing to do them. Right now I'm going to present them as only poser episodes. Mm-hmm. We are calling the, the segment... Uh, uh, what do we call it? Fucking uh, Ska... It's like conversation, but with the word "ska" in it. I forget how he how he put it. Uh, I can't remember. I'm too high. I can't, I can't remember. I'm too high. He said his boyfriend was really annoyed by it, so we agreed that we definitely had a name at that. Um, so the next question, question ten. Uh, we're halfway through this. Uh, what is it? What was your introduction to the Asbury scene? For me, it was the casino skate park. So that was in like 1990. Nine. I started going to shows in New Brunswick and then eventually I guess got to more Asbury shows but my dad would take me here to see shows like once a month or something like that so like I was going but I wasn't really talking to anybody at shows uh you weren't but when were you starting to go I, I don't really remember like in my teens you don't remember the years no okay the next question is, why so aggressive? Which I'm guessing is towards you. Dude, <laughs> well, I have to collect myself to fully answer this question. Uh, like, how can I not be aggressive? How can you, like, it's aggressive music. It's aggressive, it's punk rock, it's hardcore. Like, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it on genuinely. Like, I'm just, I don't think of myself as aggressive. Do you think of me as an no. aggressive person? I mean, I can be intense. I guess because you get, like, loud about that. I'm loud, definitely. Yeah. I'm fucking loud as fuck. But that's Italian and Irish put together, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, that's what happens. But, I, you know, I, I'm doing what I can, you know? I, you know? Okay, the next question. Yes. Would you rather be the best at one thing or okay at all the things? I feel like, I feel this question because I have a lot of hobbies. And... I mean, with having a lot of hobbies, you, like, have a lot of things to do. So, I guess it'd be, like, I'd rather be the best at one thing. You really feel that way? Because I'm surprised you said that. I mean, you can be the best at 
one thing, but like okay. What do you mean? What does he mean? The be- like, I, I I have a lot of questions about it. Like, okay <laughs> at things. I wish I'm not okay at anything. All right, I would love to be okay at things. All right, like, so I feel like okay at everything, being average at thing, sounds like an awesome agreement because you're overall average at things. You know, like, even if you're the best at something, you might not get fucking recognized for that. And what do you mean best at what? Like, say I get best Italian shoes. You know, like, who the fuck cares? Unless it can make me money or make people think I'm attractive, then what's the fucking point? All right? Because I don't want to be famous. All right? Yeah. (laughs) You know? (laughs) I want to be considered attractive and I want money. You know? Like all people. Yeah. I don't even want to be like hot. I just want to be considered like, oh, he's a good looking guy. Like, I'd be happy with that. <laughs> like, see, that's average. That's yeah. even moderate. That's okay. I'm okay. I'm okay with okay. You're okay with being average. Who, as long as I'm not fucking below average, like, I'm winning at average. There's so many things I'm terrible at. This is going to bring my stats up. You know, like, I'll be okay at skateboarding. I'll be okay at drawing and okay at, like, I'm, I'm okay at drawing now. Like, it's not even yeah. taking my skills away. <laughs> like, I'm not great at anything. So, so all this is doing is taking all the things I'm bad at and making them better. That's how I see it. <laughs> you didn't think about it. <laughs> I think I thought about it a different way. Because you're good at lots of stuff. Yeah. That's why. Because they were going to level you out. And you were yes. like, fuck that shit. I'm awesome at crap. Like, being smart. <laughs> And fucking writing a lot and knowing things. And I'm over here being like, dur, 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 I, well, I can walk. <laughs> like, so, uh, all right. The next one. Um, this this is actually a question I think I kind of co- have covered before. Would you, which do you prefer? An EP and single and, or and splits or a, t- a two-year break between LPs. Now, you don't need to have a two-year break, but I understand what they're trying to structure. Like, wait until there's bi- like you have a full album. Mm-hmm. This is my opinion about all punk, hardcore, and most underground music. There should never be an LP. You're not talented enough. None of you are. I've never heard... Uh, ver- it's rare to hear a punk rock, ska, or hardcore album, or emo album that is complete. They exist... But they're very rare, and they're considered the holy grail of all those albums. True love, heaven's too good for us. You see, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's what there's like you know, but like there's albums, you know. But like, it's so rare that most EP, even good albums that I consider from a lot of bands, I'm like, yeah, you could have shortened this. You could have took a few songs out. Like they're like Blood for Blood has one good full album, and you can take songs out of Outlaw Anthem. Mm-hmm. Like there are a few songs in Outlaw Anthem that are basically two of the same song. You don't need them. Well, I would rather an EP. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I would rather EPs and splits and smaller, like introductions to your music every once in a while, than you coming out with these full length albums. Who are you, Oprah? Like, like, what are you, Madonna? You're going to come out with this crazy album and, like, do all these crazy... Like, no, you're not. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> when you get to that level where people expect it on that level, then I can understand it. But I, it's rare that I feel I hear a full LP and go, this is a full album. This is a full great album. The last time I heard a full great LP was actually School Drugs. Because School Drugs' last LP, I, when I sat down and listened to it, I was like, this is the best LP I've ever heard of NJ Hardcore Punk. Like, 
this is really one of the best ones I've ever heard, and it's full and it's complete, and all the songs need to be there. And I like the, even the order of them. Like I feel like that's a complete thing. Mm-hmm. So I would I would argue it does exist, but it's just so rare that it's not worth it. Um, and you you agree that you want EPs? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we want shorter albums. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Don't quite understand this, but it does make sense. In other words, it's a full question. Uh, is it time for Everybody in the DIY band to just break down. For and, every DIY band. Okay, for every DIY band to just break down and put their stuff on, put their shit on Spotify. Why aren't you already doing that? You, I, okay, I know some bands pay to get their stuff online. You're not looking shit up hard enough because we post all of our shit on podcasts, Instagram, like two, three times a week. We do it all the time. For Don't pay anything. The only thing I pay for is SoundCloud, and I only do that because there's a lot of backlog on it, you know? And sometimes people listen to it. That That's the only reason we do it. Like, otherwise, this is totally free to do. You're dumb. I don't know what's wrong with you. So, yeah, I, I, of course, I think they should put it on Spotify and put it anywhere that people can hear it yeah. so that people can get access to their music. There's also Bandcamp. There's also all these other things. Just do it. Put it everywhere. Yeah. Um... Next question uh, is hot take. Help the punk punk DIY industry by refusing to record in professional studios. No, that's dumb. Yeah, that is dumb. It's dumb because a person in a professional studio is somebody who's gotten to that level of skill. And if you're able to do that, then that means that they think you're at that level and skill. It, there's nothing wrong with a DIY person, but it's usually... D, D, when it comes to their recording, it seems like most people only see DIY if they choose to stay. Uh, otherwise, you can reach a level that's professional if you want to continue, if you're good at it. Um, that That's just up to you who you want to record with. It's about, you know, it's kind of like you're trusting somebody outside the group. You know, you I, I, I can understand that you being picky about it, you know, or, or being personal about it. Um, interesting few questions here. What are some of our key uh, promotional strategies as far as social medias, media is considered? Um, post a lot. There is one group on Instagram that has like 25,000 followers and they're a band and they don't have it because of any of their music. But when they do post their music, people hear it and it probably helps with their sales and stuff. That's old, old, what is it? Old Philly. Oh, I think that's because they follow a lot of people and people just happen to follow them back. Is is it? Because he posts nothing but memes and he posts nothing but like... I post a ton of memes. I have almost, I think I have 8,000 memes, 300 followers. How, what is your your Instagram is uh, seven eight nine memes. Yeah, but see, how long have you had that Instagram? A few years. How long? You don't post. You don't post six times a day. No, but I he don't posts think, six times a day. I don't think posting six times a day. It does, it does, because we have two. Because I've had an Instagram for the podcast for two, not even two years, and I have two thousand and f- almost five hundred followers, and that's because we post like three four times a day. I think it also helps making connections the most. Yes, it does. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Following people back, being like he does make connections. He reaches mm-hmm. out. He sends us memes all the time. And Send me a meme yeah. today. Like 
they, they having connections, commenting back to people, writing back is the next part of what I would say the strategy is. But posting a lot helps because what you're doing is you're making lots and lots of content that not everyone's going to see. Only 5% of your audience is going to see it. And it's different parts. So they're each getting a dose of you every day and being reminded you exist. So I think that bands should use social media the way that anybody does and just constantly post shit and constantly post songs and constantly post different angles and constantly post different art that the guys are making. Every time they practice, they should post. They'll be like, we're practicing tonight. Funny post. You know, we're working on some new shit. Like they should, and then the other big thing that they should do is never be like, new album dropped, go check it out. Uh, link in the bio. Write more stuff. Write yeah. what the song's about. Write about the writing process. Tell us about some of your influences. Tell us about what you think the band sounds like so I can get an idea of maybe if I want to listen to this band. Most of your audience is cold. They don't know who you are. And by doing these things, you're going to make it more engaging. You're right. Some people are just going to ignore it. But you're going to get one or more two heads because of that. It's about right. Even us, I made that mistake so many times where I've been like, new episode up, go check it out. Like, I try to write something now. Mm -hmm. I try to be like, hey, we did this and this and this. Go check it out. You know, something. Something to give people context to think this is funny. You know, or this is going to be entertaining. Um, what do you feel are the most... This is the next question. What do you feel is the most effective way to promote yourself, oneself, as a solo artist? Like I just said, same pretty much idea. Yeah. Post a lot. Um, don't do this, okay? Here's something you shouldn't do. If you have 300 followers, don't get on Instagram story and be like, hi, I have followers, what's going on? I have 2,000 and I don't do that shit. Because it's pathetic and it's dumb. And no one's watching your story and you look like an idiot. Basically, if you want followers, post cool stuff. Just post what you think is cool and post a yeah. lot. Yeah. Don't overthink it. Just do it. Just post. What's it matter? You know, like, it, like is it going to hurt you? It takes five fucking seconds. Um, that's, I, yeah, and engage, especially as a solo artist. Engage with yeah. people. Follow people back. Make them feel like you're friends with them. Because you should be feeling, these people want, you want these people to buy stuff from you. You know, like, you want them to give you money for your art. You don't, you can be nice and smile and, like, be their friend. And if you're not, if you don't like people, you signed up for the wrong fucking job. I don't want to tell you. Become a people person. Yeah. Um, I really don't like that. Oh, I'm kind of a solo guy. Well, you picked the wrong fucking job. Um, let me see. Next question. 18. What are some of the things you think we can, br that can bring hardcore and pop punk together again at shows? Didn't know they were separated. Uh, if you want to play, if you want pop punk bands to play with hardcore bands, it's called Book Them. Stop. The, the person that gave me this question is an awesome person. I just remembered who gave me the question. Um, um, but, but like, people overthink these things. They're like, oh, how do I see more thrash at shows? Book more thrash bands yeah. and start a thrash band. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I want to see more pop punk, start a pop punk band and book more pop punk bands. Like, it's really simple. Book the bands. But also, there's a real simple, the real way to bring these two audiences together is get a band like Title Fight that crosses genres like that. Mm -hmm. Then I think there are some bands out there. Uh, what's that band that, um, Anxiety or something? What the fuck is it? Anxious. Anxious, that's it. 
That band is like that. They're kind of like Title Fight a little bit. I can get a Title Fight feel from them. And that band's kind of one of those bands you can kind of get a little bit of a fusion from. But you need something like that. We don't have any bands that like cross genres like that right now. Everybody's like stuck to their side. We really need something that like crosses genre. The closest thing I can think of is, pro, uh, is pro- program because you don't know what to call them. Yeah. You're like, I don't know what this is. All I know is it's fucking hard and fucking cool, yeah. you know? But I feel like pro- program could make a fucking soft, like mellow love song and we'd all be vibing to it and not even question it yeah. because that's like, they're crazy. They should do that. I hope they do. I hope they listen and tell and do that. Do that. Listen to me. Um, they were one of my favorite fucking interviews because I just love them. Mm-hmm. I just want to, they're so cool. Um, this is a weird question. Uh, have you ever heard anything about this, uh, this place in Ethics Road on... T- have you heard about the... How... Wait, just one second. Give me one... That's second. how he, he sent it to me, that question like that. I think it's a show house that was in Tinton Falls. No, uh, just one second. Go on to the next question. Okay. I'll answer that one. All right, we're going to go on to the next question. This is a funny one. As a tall person at a show... Uh, should I uh, be obligated to let short people get in front? Yeah. <laughs> let them get in front. You can see, bro. You know, like, let them through. As long as, long as they ask, if they're nice ass, if they stand behind you and complain, fuck them. You know, why would you care? Stupid shit. Yeah, I'm 5'5". Five five. I get annoyed at people all the time. They're just staying right in front of me. Yeah, exactly. If you calmly, nicely ask them to move, they should move. This question is actually a history question about something on Weird New Jersey. Okay. Uh, it's a road called Essex Road. It's lures and tales of ghosts, Satanists, and unseen cannibals lurking in the woods, laying in wait to attack on mo- any motorist unlucky enough to wander onto their turf. Unlike other such legendary streets, though, like Clinton Road, Essex Ro- Road at one time had an a, Added attraction to enhance its mystique. Um, there are body outlines on the pavement which are drawn or laid out in tape on the back blacktop to mark the places of the fallen victims. What? See, I don't do scary stuff, so I wouldn't do this. No, I would do you. this. You're dumb to do this kind of stuff. It's not real. Yeah, I know it's not real, but it says... Um, this is an urban myth that was circulated through the halls of Neptune High School back in the 60s and 70s. If you weren't riding the circuit in Asbury Park on a Saturday night, you were being chased by the albinos. Albinos? Yeah. Like people that are about What? Yeah, that was the word. Okay, okay, yeah. all right. Well, that was a weird question. I thought it was like a show house that, uh, I saw that there was a, I saw an old flyer that, um... What is it? Lifetime played in a house in Titten Falls, and I thought that was a reference to the house in Titten Falls that they played in. Apparently, the albinos were just a norm- normal elderly couple who had lived in the spooky Essex Road for years and just wanted to be left alone, but they were constantly annoyed by these urban explorers because of this myth. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's a really weird question and an odd way to end the podcast I and the question. It, for me. <laughs> it must have been for you. And I've never so heard of that, weird. actually. It never happens, but I've never heard of it. Uh, yeah, I have never heard of that. And, I mean, I'm not I'm not too unfamiliar with the area because I grew up not too far from here. My dad 
uh, was always here. But yeah, that was a weird question. But these were fun. Yeah. I would do this again. If you guys want to do it again, we will do it again. Maybe we'll do it once a month or something. Um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed this. Thank you for all the questions. Thank you for listening. Um, thank you for our support. Thank you for buying the t-shirts. We got a new one out right now. Go check it out. We got the Why That K design out right now. Go check that out. The Metal Gear Solid design. And we got the uh, the other one that's really cool. Uh, we got the, uh, what do you call it? The Operation Ivy uh, logo thing out right now. So, uh, all right, guys, uh, we'll check you out next time. Uh, this is probably towards the end of August now mm-hmm. uh, that we're we're gonna we're release this. Yeah, we're like oh, no, I think I. But when this will be released, I think is like the end of August. I okay. think in, in our timeline, if I remember correctly, I don't I don't know the exact day. But uh, all right, guys, we'll check you out next time. I, I don't know what we'll have next. Uh, so probably something cool and fun and awesome, and you'll love it. See you later. <laughs> Horns! Horns! Kyle must fell. Only posers don't listen. Yeah, he helped me out at the end. Bye.